Welcome to the Mediumship Sisters podcast. Follow our evolution as we explore spirit, share stories and teachings in our soul's path. We are your hosts. Sierra. Emily. Mariana. And Paige. Welcome everyone to season three, episode eight. We are so happy to have you back with us. We wanted to thank our listeners because we've gotten some really nice emails and messages over the last couple weeks and um, heartfelt messages from some of our listeners that have really, um, for me, been very heartfelt and like why I do this, why we share here on this podcast so that others do not feel alone in this journey because it is, can be a very lonely journey to go through all the ebbs and flows of opening your intuition and being open to the spirit world. And we're really thankful for our listeners and those messages. So keep sending them. And if you have questions or comments, we'd love to hear from you. Yeah. Thanks you guys. Woohoo. Love it. That keeps us going. I appreciate all the messages. (laughs) We have a kind of fun episode, or at least I feel like this is fun. I discovered Oh gosh, it was probably before Christmas, this book called A History of Ghosts. It's a true story of seances, mediums, ghosts, and ghostbusters. It is written by Peter H. Aykroyd with Angela Narth and forwarded by Dan Aykroyd. Now, Dan Aykroyd, we all know, or at least I'm going to you know, age myself a little bit here, but, um, in the seventies and late seventies on Saturday night live, he was one of the cone heads. Like I was, um, so interested in this weird, bizarre, um, spoof they had on Saturday night live and, um, like Bill Murray and all those cool and Dan Aykroyd and all those cool Steve, Mer- uh, Steve Martin, all those cool yeah. actors that were on SNL. Um, original and, OGs. yeah, the original when it was actually really good. <laughs> um, it was like something that everyone in the U S at least looked forward to watching. Um, and so I was like, wow, this is a story of Dan Aykroyd's great grandfather. So he was, um, a, he had seances and circles at his house and had mediums come and sit at his house. And they experimented, uh, pushed the envelope with science and spirit spirituality. And I thought it was like a fascinating book for all of us to read. So I got a hard copy of this book, which isn't in print anymore. So it is, can be a little bit expensive to buy, but you can also listen to it on Audible or Kindle or any kind of listening device. And I thought it would be fun for the four of us to kind of check it out, read it, and then share about it. So, um, yeah. Here's the best part. The intro is done by Dan Aykroyd in the audio version. So check this out. People often ask me how I came to write Ghostbusters. The truth is that in the early 1900s, my family was part of a worldwide cultural and social phenomenon driven by a wish to make contact with spirits of the dead, whether the dead wanted it or not. My great-grandfather, Samuel Augustus Aykroyd, DDS, presided over his own home circle, and the sitters had their very own medium, Walter Ashurst, whom they believed acted as a conduit to many and varied afterworld personalities. 
Whether one believes in this kind of thing or not, my family was then and is now not alone in such pursuits. Thousands of people in Western society regularly hold seances and support mediums. Around the beginning of the 20th century, mediums and their subsequent investigators became big stars, and spiritualism took on a distinct show-business aspect. Were there fakes, hoaxes? Many to be sure, and some would say they were all tricks. But Baron von Schrenk-Notzing, the German ectoplasm hunter, Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, writer of the Sherlock Holmes detective series, and Sir Oliver Lodge, eminent scientist and philosopher, were men who held the hope that someday natural science might rationally encompass the supernatural as a proven fact. Levitations, apports, apparitions, limbs complete with hair, skin and bones instantly growing out of living people, plasmic material molded into real tissue impressions of faces and bodies. These things were seen to have occurred by many witnesses, skeptics and believers alike. Were these mere spectacles achieved by artificial devices, or are some of them simply part of a reality that exists beyond our own sensible understanding? Part of Ghostbusters' appeal derives from the cold, rational acceptance of the fantastic-as-routine tone that Bill Murray, Harold Ramis, director Ivan Reitman, and I were able to sustain in the movie. This element originated from my great-grandfather's interest in the subject and from the books he collected. He bequeathed these to his son, my grandfather Morris, the Bell telephone engineer who actually queried his colleagues about the possibility of constructing a high-vibration crystal radio as a mechanical method for contacting the spiritual world. His son, my father, as a child, witnessed seances and kept the family books on the subject. My brother Peter and I read them avidly and became lifelong supporters of the American Society of Psychical Research. And from all this, Ghostbusters got made. My daughters are now up on the subject, and one of them, we have found, seems to affect photographs. Blops of light and other shapes attend her when pictures are taken in and around the old family farmhouse. The children will have to make their own decisions about the verity and value of psychic studies. Their grandfather's book, A History of Ghosts, will surely assist them. It is as objective as any serious seeker of truth about alleged paranormal activities could wish. Both believers and non-believers will first be highly entertained and then surprisingly enlightened by these stories of real empiricists chasing ghosts. Dan Aykroyd, Los Angeles, California, February 2009. What are your, what are your thoughts about the book? And yeah, what do you think? Um, it's pretty entertaining in the beginning, although sometimes it gets heavy into um, the history of spiritualists. Um, however, because this is what we like and what we talk about, could be fascinating. Like I discovered so many names of people um, that I had no idea were uh, acquainted or experimenting with mediumship. Uh, it took me back to like me learning personally that uh, my grandma, um, her aunt who, who was basically taking care of her was a spiritualist herself and was hosting this kind of things. <laughs> Uh, herself so I'm like okay obviously this was the thing to do back then and just reading through it even though again I say it's quite heavy to go through all the little details it gives you the picture I think the book wants to give you the picture of what was happening back then and um to me that that was that's very very interesting um hard for me to remember all the names and dates and all of that but um yeah, that's the picture of like, okay, why was back then um, 
so evidential mediumship. And I was talking to the girls before how, um, I don't know, we could, we, we have talked about um, Kardec, the movie, and how that is even before this uh, period in time. So it's really an old, mediumship is really an old phenomenon, right? And people have been trying to explain what this is in their own ways. The most interesting part for me was that there's a lot of physicians um, learning about this and how, uh, or scientists just wanted to prove these weird noises and where is this coming from? And of course, as scientists, they want to prove and contain it by doing what? Like performing this kind of same scenarios and creating this mediumship cabinets. And, mm-hmm. you know, how can we make sure that we're producing the same um scenario and then have kind of like a material proof which is very scientific right like so um it would be hard for us to know exactly what was happening back then um if really the spirit world was trying to maybe support that because they were needing that from the spirit world like give us some evidence and um that was kind of the line that I was taking back then as, okay, we'll give you this, right? We ectoplasm and um, guiding you this in that way. I don't feel that at all. That's This is what we're doing now because we're in a different time and we trust and know more um, on our intuition and psychic abilities and the world has changed so much. Um, but back then was so strong and um, no wonder why as well, uh, personally, growing up in a country like Mexico, where there's a lot of, you know, um, religious um, judgments about exorcism and all these things, and just this fake mediums and all that, I did not even want to, I didn't even had a good concept about a medium. Uh, it's not really modernized at all. Like here, when I came to Canada, it's almost like you have celebrities and all these things, and it's great. But in Mexico, it's kind of like, oh my gosh, you're like, you're a fake and you're like a little witch in a shack. Like it's a very different concept. Um, I guess that that way we're very old fashioned in Mexico. Uh, We stay with the old that way. Um, So now I am like understanding a lot more with this book about why it was hard for me to understand and put name to it. And um, because of all this charlatans that were happening as well as the evidential mediums and people trying to understand all this um, big topic about the other world and is their world and are they trying to communicate with us and how and um, I personally have experienced two things that I can relate to the book one is I grew up hearing um, big noises on the wall like knocks on the wall um in my bedroom and this is an old house this is this house was my grandparents house and for the longest time and i think i mentioned this in an episode before um the neighbors thought it was us and we thought it was the neighbors for very very many years but i as a very sensitive little person (laughs) felt all the things i had no clue um, I saw lights, I, I saw shadows, uh, and most of it felt a lot of things. Yeah. So I had my brother sleeping on the floor <laughs> so many nights because I was so scared. And, you know, bless water, putting, like, I didn't know what to do. I, I 
until my, finally my uh my mom talked to the neighbor and then they realized that you know there was more to it than just what they thought it was like okay they're putting like something on the wall i mean for how many years can you do that uh and then my friends were like okay there's really something here and so i have that example that is real i have a lot of stories that i think i have shared in the past that even my mom saw um so that was kind of not very positive to me because i'm like what is this and what is trying to communicate and what is trying to say um and my concept of that communication has changed dramatically uh because i am sure this whatever um energy was trying to communicate is just just to say hey like this i'm here is just an imprinting of energy um but back then i was very young very little very sensitive and i had not a lot of support um so in my in my experience those things can happen um and uh the other thing is that um like i think probably five years ago i went to see tony stockwell uh doing transmediumship and actually i was invited um as a sitter and i saw his face changing and his voice changing um you know, we can say, is there any tricks? I mean, I, I couldn't stop crying the whole time. I felt my grandma's arm on my shoulder. It was a very healing moment for me. Um, so those are my like two very positive experience with this kind of evidential uh, physical mediumship, if you, if you will. So that's my piece for now, ladies. <laughs> later. I just wanted to say this book was based on Dan Aykroyd's great grandfather's journals. And he journaled all these seances in his mediumship quest over years and years and years. And then his family kind of put this into a book. So there's in this book, they have the history kind of of spiritualism. They talk about the knocking with the Fox sisters in this book, how they were trying to figure out Morse code to figure out if there is a language within the knocking. Um, there's a lot of really interesting pieces in here. It's very, it's actually a very good historical uh, recollection of not only his great grandfather's personal story, but they put a lot of history in the book as well. Um, and this book was the was was the basis behind the movie Ghostbusters. And the reason I wanted to share that is because Dan Aykroyd not only starred in Ghostbusters, but he wrote the screenplay. Mm -hmm. So he based it on his grandfather, great grandfather's quest for physical mediumship. The ectoplasm in the movie is based on real mediumship discoveries. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so I thought that was cool because I think I was 11 when I watched Ghostbusters. You guys were a little bit younger than me. Yeah. Um, but I remember watching it with my brother when I was 11 and we were fascinated by the science fiction, but then also the fun parts of it, the wondering, you know, like, mm -hmm. hmm, like it was just very interesting. And it's amazing that it's based on an actual mediumship family. Mm -hmm. 
in their discovery. I thought it was so cool. <laughs> and even their experiences within the house as he yeah. was a kid visiting his grandparents and mm -hmm. even sitting asking, like, I think I'm going to tear it down and build a new one. And yeah. <laughs> right. the wonderful experiences were really cool to read about. Yeah. I, you know, me girls, of course, I'm going to go down the history road. Um, <laughs> So what's interesting to me is that a lot of the materials and photographs and things that they have are in Winnipeg, Canada. Now I am half Canadian. My mom was actually born in Winnipeg and her father was born and raised just outside of Winnipeg in Boisevain. And my mom and I remember talking to my grandmother about how she and her husband, my grand grandma and grandfather, went to a woman in town who would read tea leaves um, to find out if it was a good time for them to move to the States or if they, you know, what their travels look like. So it's I feel like there's definitely something to Winnipeg and the spiritualism community and sort of investigating these things, but I, I really loved that connection and I think maybe that's where some of it comes from me. I'm just going to hope that's where it comes from. <laughs> but really I found the book to be a history of the evolution of mediumship and while this is just one particular snapshot in time right in late 1800s through the mid 19 I think we go up to about the 1970s with some of the information um if you look back to magic and the occult and those sorts of things. I was doing an investigation on the origins of the word abracadabra. And there was actually a magician in England in the 1600s who referred to himself as abracadabra. And he was one of the first people to release a book about the secrets of magic and how to perform magic tricks. And so you have to think that through evolution and time, we've had things that were hidden from people and the only people who got to see maybe performances of magic or performances of mediumship were the wealthy were kings and queens in court and so now you have this book produced that maybe not everybody can read right away but within 100 to 200 years there's more copies people are reading this and add to that then photography and the fact that entertainment suddenly wasn't just for royalty it was for wealthy families who had leisure time which was an entirely new concept <laughs> and so a lot of this magical entertainment came into being around the industrial revolution and really the time that spiritualism took off where i i so appreciate the the things that he has um sort of memorized in this book like the the stories and the things that he's encapsulated and two i'm also a born skeptic like even as a medium i'm still a skeptic and to see like okay maybe this person got caught three times you know editing the plates on these photographs but the rest of the time they were telling the truth it's like okay come on and you know they were talking about tying two slates together and suddenly the message would appear between the two slates but they knew some you know the medium asked for a piece of chalk before it started well okay come on if you're gonna ask for a piece of chalk <laughs> there were funny things about it that i do feel were very entertainment based mm -hmm. on the complete flip side of that having experienced knocks right i i've been woken up to knocks noises voices um i i definitely have experienced um 
energy movement through songs and televisions and lights and all of these things. So mm -hmm. I have no doubt that some of these experiences were completely legit. You know, the levitation of hundred pound tables across the room and communication through whether it's Ouija boards or knocks or even just a medium expressing through trance and channeling things. I, I, I don't doubt those. I doubt maybe the amount of them or maybe those that were done in performance based settings. I think as medium, so much of what we believe in is the ethics behind it. We're never going to go and and tell someone, oh, I've got your person here, but you know, they're cursed and you got to pay me $50 and then we'll <laughs> figure it out. Like, and we'll release the curse. Exactly. Right. If you get that message on Instagram, run. run. <laughs> um, yeah. So there is that entertainment aspect to it. And I think it's fascinating that even Harry Houdini was like, no, come on, get real guys. <laughs> Cause he yeah, knew he so much of magic, but yeah. we cannot escape the fact that there are things that we do not know. Um, whether that's through um, past life memories, through near-death experiences, and the fact that, like you said, Mariana, so many physicians and scientists were interested in this work as well. There is something valuable and worth studying here, but you have to go in with a grain of salt and kind of weed through what resonates as true and what doesn't. And like you, Paige, I had trouble with the photographs. Yeah. I was like, okay, come on. And even some of the paintings, you know, they talked about ways that those could be faked. And who knows? Some of it may be, there may be three that were completely authentic, and then the rest of them were crap. And it pulls the authenticity of those originals down with it. But I enjoyed the book. I think there's so many pieces here for us to explore. And I think anybody who's looking for a basis of how it's evolved, mediumship in general has evolved in just the last 150, 200 years, it's a great resource. Yeah. Mm -hmm. When the Fox sisters said they were a fraud, I could yeah. not. Believe. I was like, "What?" Mm -hmm. Yes. <laughs> like I'm like, so what does that mean? In the past, like when they were little, and these sounds were happening. So for me, like there has to be some truth there, and maybe an exaggeration because mm -hmm. they became performers. So then maybe to make people believe, they fake the evidence. But does that mean that yeah. they never experience the truth? I don't right. know. Like, why would you start something like that and make up and then have all these neighbors coming out and hearing? Mm -hmm. um, hearing I mean, the their livelihood is dependent on it. And you can't depend on if spirit's going to show up and knock a message every time. Yeah. <laughs> right? I mean, they yeah. had hundreds of people come stand out there side their house and wait for them to share. Yeah. 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 Sure. I found it interesting that the history of it because I'm not really I don't take the time to read the books and I didn't like before I became a medium I really didn't even like think about what a medium was I just knew that I this stuff was happening to me my whole life and I just kind of did it and went with it and then through the years I've learned about spiritualism and all that and the spiritualist church and I found it really interesting um because I listened to the audiobook which is a bit of an issue for me because I'm a visual but <laughs> I will say because uh, there's some they read tables out and there was a table that they read about like the different countries and how many spiritualist churches there are in that country and then how many mediums there are in each country and it was like so minimal like so minimal and then they also said but that's probably only like you know maybe 20 percent of the population that actually reports into that system da, 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 da. and you're like oh okay um because I feel like, and I think it's just because we're in the world of mediumship. I feel like there's a ton of mediums. Right. I'm like, oh, there's so many of us. But I think that 
But I think you have to be certified to be a a spiritualist medium. So you have to, you have to perform so much and then the church accredits you and then you're on the list. So if you don't go through that process, you're never on the list. So I'm not going to ever be on the list, ladies and any gentleman listening, (laughs) just not going to happen. I'm not into the spiritualist church. However, um, yeah. And the, like just things that I didn't even consider or think of, like, um, how the scientists, like, I really like how they do science, but then it was like, they wanted to test everybody and then they test them and they test them again and they test me in and they wouldn't listen to the results as being authentic. And then finally the scientists be, well, there might be something to this, but I just can't prove it. And you're like, but dude, you just proved it. You did so many tests on this medium or this psychic or whatever they, you know, they wanted to be called. You did everything, but you still, you still won't assess that this is real. Like, come on. This is not measurable, right? Yeah. Right. It's like, like, just because it's not on a piece of paper and because you don't physically feel it or see it or understand it doesn't mean it doesn't exist and this is the kicker I have with all of like the testing and there's some of them in the book when you read it or listen to it that um they they go along with it for like the first test and then they're like we're done like I'm not doing this anymore I'm not being tested anymore and some of them were tested forever and ever and ever and ever and ever you're like wow like how stressful would that be um and the one aspect that I really took away from this book is that it was so physical and they, it was like, they had these seances to prove that it was like real and there had to be physical stuff. And it was all about that where now a days, now modern mediumship has so shifted into the healing arts of things. It is a tool to help grief. And now like back then it wasn't like we're connecting with your grandmother or whatever. And maybe there was like the odd grandmother or grandfather or whatever, but it was more like they were connecting to like a spirit source that was giving them information, like divine information coming in about things that were going to happen in the world or around them and that kind of stuff where it really has shifted to a healing art mm-hmm. um, because it's needed in the world now, I think more than ever. And now also they're not, there was a term that they used where it's more channeling now instead of mediumship because um the person like any one of us would be considered via some of these points in this book as channelers because we're not actually physically creating anything Mm -hmm. we're not members of the spiritualist church um you know and so we're channeling this information because we we're using our clairs so essentially using your clairs turns you into a channeler versus a medium, which I found a really interesting theory in there. And I was like, well, I don't know if I really agree with that because I do feel like mediumship is connecting with spirit and bringing forward messages for loved ones, no matter how it comes through. Right. Um, yeah. And then the, the skeptics magazine, like what? I was like that, of course it exists, but I never even considered the thought of there being a skeptics magazine. I was like, no, come on, seriously. Um, which I ran really funny. So I really would like to find some of these skeptics magazines. So I think they'll be really quite hilarious. Um, cause there's definitely, I mean, there's, there's going to be people who are trying to, you know, fake things and make magic out of whatever, like there's always going to be somebody, um, are we that? No, we are not that, um, you know, we just aren't. And I think it just takes certain character and, you know, and an understanding and a trusting when you sit with somebody to know, okay, is this person like legitimately being honest and kind and, you know, and loving with me, or are they like trying to make money off of me because I've got a curse and they're going to charge me to get rid of it. Right. Like you said, 
Um, yeah, and I love, I mean, I love Dan Aykroyd and yeah. he's Canadian and I love that because I'm Canadian. Um, and Ghostbusters is great. Like I loved Ghostbusters and I think I watched it not when it first came out, but a little bit later, like I wasn't allowed to watch TV and stuff like that when I was a kid. And um, so I watched it later, but I've, and I've watched it so many times, right? Like, I think it was one of those things where it kind of came the, like the classic Halloween movie, you gotta watch yeah. the ghost movie every yeah. single Halloween and you'd watch it with different groups of friends and sing the theme song all the time and right. <laughs> it's great and I the introduction is really interesting in the audiobook because Dan Aykroyd does the introduction so wish he would have done the entire book I think we all agreed like the yes. audio wise if he had read the book yes. it would have been it would have so been good. awesome super fun. Yeah. Super fun. yeah he um but then some of the like there is some definitely some dry content in this book like there's chunks where you're like, oh, my, okay, keep going. Like just, just keep listening. There's a lot of history in the book. There's a lot, a lot of, of backstories on different yeah. countries and different uh, yeah. mediums and um, a little backstory of them. So there's a lot yeah. of, there's a lot. There's a lot, um, but super cool. Like fully worth taking the time to read. Like if you're into any kind of intuition, under, like you spirit, anything like it's so worth reading and or listening to. Um, yeah. Here we go. Yeah. There was my, my points of the things that I really liked in it. I liked too, that Dan said that the original script he wrote was much darker and scarier mm -hmm. and that they actually asked him to like rein it in a little, let's bring yeah. the humor back. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, but I do like that somehow in the movie too, he brings the science aspect again. Oh yeah. Which has been, I mean, in my head, I never thought of course, like, the science was trying to prove mediumship all along mm -hmm. um to me has always been more like an intuition um psychic based thing i never thought how many people are trying to prove this like with anything any scientist yeah. trying to measure this and that's why it's so hard because when we connect with a spirit they they are all gonna bring different evidence they're all gonna bring different messages it's gonna feel different. So how can you measure, like, you really need to um, have this materialization happening somehow back then. And that's why I think that some people sometimes are skeptics now because they want something that is consistent, but mm -hmm. it's very difficult for that to happen when you are channel channeling or bringing about somebody unique. Um, I yeah. don't know sense i hope i am um but i loved it i love this really i loved it uh it was amazing Paige. thanks for suggesting it mm -hmm. yeah it was really interesting that thomas edison was um mentioned in the book that he was working on creating a crystalline frequency and some of the other yeah uh folks in the book just there they were actually working on a device that they could create that they could measure the spirit connection the energy the frequency it never mm -hmm. um it's still i don't know if they have something specific i know they do um um i think it's called the academy of psychical research 
um, I probably have that wrong, but they do. Oh, and they do the testing. They, yeah. They do um, brainwave testing and that kind of thing. Yeah. But I don't know if they have this frequency monitor, but it's funny, like in the Ghostbusters movie, they have like the, the um, spirit containment units and they've got <laughs> like the backpacks that suck the spirit in and then they contain yeah. them. And you know, like all that. Yeah. Science you got a device where it goes, yeah. Right. Yeah. Light up and it gets all the little arms go out as soon as they're close to it. Yeah. 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 Um, mm. So they made kind of fun and light of the actual people that were really taking it seriously. But I found like that was um, what kind of made it okay or made it um, understandable for a lot of people. It was interesting, um, the correlation, because I never knew the backstory of that movie. And um, I love that he expressed himself that way. And was able to create this based on his grandfather's. I guess they found his chest tucked away in the old house and no one really even down knew in the it. basement. They didn't even know it existed. Right. And they had all the journals. And so each journal, like if you listen to the book, you'll see like they'll say like um end of book or something like that. So they read the journal entries basically like in and out of the book. And it's quite interesting all the the characters and the the mediums and every um, like high society family kind of had their own medium and um, their mm -hmm. seance circles and they you know really worked hard on connecting with a certain spirit and getting information about life and um, proof of existence and it's quite fascinating. My great grandmother was a medium and my mom. I had met her when I was younger. She, I think she passed when I was maybe eight, something like that. Um, and I didn't know until after the fact, until I was older, that she would read cards for people, but she read like regular playing cards and she did physical mediumship. She would make a table move. And my mom said she mm -hmm. had like ladies over when the, when everyone was at, you know, work or whatever during the week and they had like little seances. And I, I was like, okay. Um, I'm going to have to investigate my, some of my family members to see if I can get some more information. Cause I was like, wow, that's yeah. really cool. Um, to get a little bit more backstory. And then my mom's father's sister, I believe. I don't know if I have the relationship, right. Um, her husband was a physician and they, he traveled from Pennsylvania to, um, New Hampshire and they kind of summered in New Hampshire and lived in Pennsylvania and he was a physician. And if you go back into his old records and some of his notes, he has spiritualist, um, uh, invites and stuff. And so I had framed one of his, um, spiritualist meetings he went to in Boston. So I was like, Oh, so it was like, I have it right here, actually. It's dated um, 1859. Ah! Like, wow, that's really cool. Like, so there is such a big history and like he was a physician, he was interested in it. They had a lot of, um, yeah, a world that I never really knew was there, but the more I investigated, it was a big cultural thing in that time and like the, 1800s to the 1950s or so and then it kind of whistled you know waned away um I wonder if any of that has to do with World War II well either of the world wars honestly and <laughs> just coming back and needing to almost deal with the PTSD by not talking about it because it feels so much like a lot of the spiritualism and everything just kind of went into the occult and we stopped talking about it and mm -hmm. yeah away. Well, yeah. industrial revolution, 
more and everybody had to go to work. You had to do that. Yeah. You, you didn't have that leisure time anymore, really, mm-hmm. um, as much as they used to, I guess. And mm-hmm. because they had staff and different things working for them, but then it kind of moved in a total different direction. And I feel like the physical mediumship kind of waned. I mean, there's still some really interesting physical mediums and I um, study with Tony Stockwell. So I've seen his trance work. Um, Elaine Thorpe is a physical medium in the way that she has a voice and a spirit mm-hmm. take over her being. Um, but I haven't seen a lot of like ectoplasm. I have never seen it in person. Like an, I've never sat in someone's cabinet while they did their or a seance definitely with physical mediumship. It's interesting. I I don't know how I would feel. I guess I have to experience it to have more of opinion. Um, I do I'm feel okay like with I'm, that. I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this box of goo comes out of their nose or their I know. mouth or their ears or their other private parts. And, and they say it burns. It yeah, no, burns. I'm good. It actually is a burning sensation. And I was like, oh, I don't think I want to do that. Um, no. <laughs> In the spirit no. photography, like some of it to me, because I, I have, I do have a photo background. I've done a lot of, um, history photography and I developed my own negatives and, um, done some of the old camera, um, you know, testing and stuff like that. And I feel like some of them are just like scratched negatives. I don't feel like it's completely legit. Um, but I'm not going to rule it out. Cause I, until I see it, I can't say one way or the other. So I will but, say if people get the um, digital copy, it does also have the photographs. And oh, it stuff does. Okay. It. So if you get a, a okay. Kindle or a co- whatever copy you get online, um, yeah, it's got yeah, some it does really have, interesting, fun photos. It does have some interesting, fun <laughs> yeah. photos. And um, another fun little piece was um, Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, who wrote the Sherlock Holmes series, was big into uh, mediumship and um the discovery and the science of it, which is just another fascinating, you know, cause he's very well respected in his, um, literature and his, mm-hmm. and that the fact that he was like kind of obsessed with mediumship, I thought was kind of cool. And then Houdini's kind of trying to poo-poo it because he's making money off his magic tricks. So he doesn't <laughs> want mediumship as a competition, which I thought was kind of fun that they played that off in the book too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Super fun. It was a really fun. It was fun. Eden to understand. It just really helps us to understand where a medium chip is coming from. And like my like my own take when it comes to how spirit communicates with us, I think it's like they, they're gonna give us what we need somehow. Mm-hmm. So we don't need so much of that physical evidence, I believe. Um and it's how we also like kind of translate that message and that information as as Sierra was saying um now is much more of like how to how to process grief and healing and much more of that than before it was more like proving it and having mm-hmm. that science to back it up and um which probably is was part of also the the consciousness of humanity back then like what was important back then right now we're kind of already evolved from that and we kind of just want to know and express the healing aspects of mediumship so I almost feel like okay thank you to all of those who did that job (laughs) I'm so glad we're doing this 
tired of the job now and um we i don't need to see ectoplasm like you know uh, personally i mean if it i'm somewhere and they say hey come and i might just casually go but it's not something i i don't know it feels so so strange um but yeah super fascinating ladies mm-hmm. thank you Paige, for picking it out i think this is a good yeah. choice and so, uh, so yeah okay. i'll put um, the book and some of the references in the notes so everyone can check it out. But yeah, something that just came on my radar and the kind of story behind it and all the unfolding was kind of fun. So I thought we'd share it here. Um, so thanks for joining us today and please join us next time. Thanks everyone. Bye. Bye. I think you better call Ghostbusters!